1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: You are listening to the Chad Hartman Show. You're not listening to Chad Hartman. You're listening to the Foo Fighters, actually. My name's Chris Sagert. I'm with 5 Eyewitness News. Glad to be in for Chad today, hanging out from 12 to 3. Good times couple texts from you folks out there, 651-461-9266. Somebody asks, curious, Chris and Dave, is Derusha expected to make an appearance before three? Is he brave enough to face the man who drove him out of the TV morning news battle? Mm. I heard it was
3: <laughs> vicious between you two. <laughs> Just one notch away on the dial, yep, four, or five. Yep,
2: And he walked away. No, uh, Jason's great. Jason and I have got along. We're, we're good friends. We he's, have been, he's fine. We have been for a long Don't time. Don't say so great. He, he doesn't need that. He is going to stop in a little bit later. So <laughs> to answer your question, and that'll be good. Uh, first, I wanted to tell you guys about something, something that is important to me and an uh, organization that I believe is doing great work in the Twin Cities, in Minnesota and beyond. Uh, I am a uh, below-knee amputee on my left leg. From a basketball injury that turned into a lifelong chronic problem and uh, had an amputation in two thousand and seven and one of the first people I reached out to was a, a, a man by the name of Aaron Holm. He is the CEO of Wiggle Your Toes, which is an organization also the founder of it, an organization that helps to empower people who are living with with limb loss and aaron you 've got a lot of things going on as we sort of get into the start of the legislative session in St. Paul. Uh, First, thanks for joining us. Good to have you on.
4: Well, thanks for the invitation, Chris and team. I appreciate it very much.
2: So tell us a little bit about Wiggle Your Toes for people who might not be familiar with the organization. Sure.
4: Uh, We formed, or I formed Wiggle back in in 2008. I I personally was injured in 2007, a distracted driver uh, hit me from behind while I was acting as, I guess, a good Samaritan, helping somebody change their tire, pinning me between two vehicles, and and, uh, uh, the result of that impact, I lost both legs above the knee, so I was kind of thrown into this world of of uncertainty, Um, uh, knew nothing about limb loss, living with uh, um, limb loss, and and prosthetics, and the passionate people that ultimately would work to put me back together, but uh, after about four months, I was taking my first steps in, in prosthetics, and five months, I was back on the golf course, and family, and cabins and traveling and things like that, so my, my recovery was, uh, was pretty quick and efficient and effective, and um, after getting some calls from individuals that, that had so many questions about um, being in the world that I was in just, just months prior, a year prior, whatever, we decided to put the resources together that we had used to get for my recovery and, and share that with others, and we're doing that through the organization Wiggle Your Toes.
5: A lot of the
2: work that that you're doing is um, sort of centered around empowerment, Aaron, and and I like that. The idea is that for people who find themselves in a situation where they're living with limb loss, uh, rather than, and and don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people who, who, for a billion different reasons, don't have the ability to go out and run a race someday or don't have the ability to – to ride a bike someday, but one of your guys's missions that I, I am so proud of is that you are really pushing people to achieve things that maybe they didn't think they were going to be able to achieve uh, after their amputations or, or after their limb losses.
4: Absolutely. And, and we're proving it too. Now we've, we've been doing this for long enough that we have, Um, We have individuals in our community that we've supported or that are following or supporting us that uh, all different levels of of age, of ability, of limb loss, of of interest. So quite often we can um, introduce a a new member of our community, um, typically traumatic setback, could be disease. that uh, are basically doing what they want to do so they can see the future through our community, which is really cool. So we make it happen. Uh,
2: you're helping people to run who maybe didn't think they'd ever ever be able to run again. You're helping people to ride a dirt bike who maybe thought that they would never be able to ride a dirt bike again. Uh, those are cases of, of people trying to do things uh, above and beyond sort of the, the baseline but what I've been really yeah. interested to learn about and and the more I know you and the more I know about the work of Wiggle Your Toes is there are just basic things that people who have lost limbs that they need to be able to just get through the day that are sometimes problematic for them when they start to go to uh, when it gets to an insurance level. and which would seem to me that's something that would be absolutely necessary. The, the insurance companies don't always see it that way. Could you explain that?
4: Yeah, it's it's kind of the Wild West, and and, and um, we're trying to do some things to, to change that. But um, your, for example, your insurance company might uh, approve a prosthetic foot for you that you need to get back to your family, get back to work, get back to the lifestyle that you had become accustomed to prior to, limb loss and and mine might deny that so there's there's just no standard of care and we're trying to um i guess bring that to minnesota to the people uh that that depend on an orthotic or prosthetic device and the simple difference is an orthotic might be a device for someone that has maybe lost uh uh, the ability to lift their foot post-stroke or something like that. And a, a prosthetic is obviously something that is replacing a body part. But this the bills that we've introduced um, for this session uh, will create um, um, parity with Medicare. So it will, at minimum, uh, have the insurance companies provide orthotic and prosthetic devices and care uh, at the level of Medicare, believe it or not, Medicare is is pretty darn good to our community and uh, uh, provides and covers some some great devices and, and care to get people back to their their lives. A few other things are um, in the the bill are the fitness prosthetics. I can't run, you can't run with our daily ambulating the prosthetics that we wear for for life, for work, for for uh, school, things like that. So providing running blades, uh, knees, fitness prosthetics, to just keep people active. We, we say it often, movement is medicine, and nobody has said that's not true. Everybody, everybody agrees that movement is medicine, and we're trying to keep this community who could easily fall into a sedentary lifestyle. We're trying to elevate that and keep them ha- uh, healthy and, and active. Um, so those are the two main components of, of our bill um, that has been introduced in both the House and Senate, and uh, as the session starts here in a few short weeks, we're we're ready to go. We've got bipartisan support, and, and we're super excited to to uh, start talking through this bill and hopefully get it passed in the I think it's 120-day session that uh, we're we're looking at here.
5: You're
2: listening to Aaron Holm. He is with an organization called Wiggle Your Toes, talking about the legislative agenda as the uh, session gets kicked up here over the next days and weeks. Uh, hard work that's going on there. Uh, lots of other things, though, that you guys are doing for folks, Aaron. And I, and I know uh, one of the, the biggest parts of, uh, you you just said it, uh, movement, getting up, getting after it. You also have some clinics that you have that take place at uh, University of Minnesota. Uh, the indoor track facilities there, which also helps people to be able to get up and get going. You want to tell us about those?
4: Yeah, one thing is getting somebody into a, a prosthetic, let's say a prosthetic running blade or fitness knee or something like that, to allow them to to practice and 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 uh, get comfortable running and and set some goals for some fitness goals, like a lot of people do. But uh, uh, rumor has it our winter months in Minnesota aren't that friendly for running outside. Maybe this year is certainly an exception, but. Mm-hmm. So what we do at Wiggle Your Toes is rent out the uh, field house on the University of Minnesota campus every Sunday and allow kind of an open space, a safe space where we have a lot of medical professionals, physical therapists, students come out and volunteer with our uh, community members, recipients of these running blades. And um, we segregate the lanes out where lane one might be somebody that just their goal for that day is just completing half of a lap around the track. They're just starting out on their their prosthetic journey and they're, they're, they're not ready to, to run, but they just want to walk and we want to support them. And then in lane six might be that individual that's training for a Paralympics or something like that. So we, we bring this community together with um, um, just a ton of passion driving it. And we have uh, phenomenal volunteers. So everybody, like I said earlier, it's just a, a safe space for people to come in and, and learn to, walk and then maybe run or jog or, or pick up other sports. We've opened it up for soccer and other activities and, and things like that. So it's just a phenomenal clinic.
2: You're listening to Aaron Holmes with Wiggle Your Toes. And Aaron, before we go, I'd like you to tell us about you have an event coming up next. It's next Friday, right? And you've still got some, still got some seats available. Tell us about it. <laughs>
4: February 2nd at the Metropolitan Ballroom. It's uh, uh, our biggest fundraiser of the year. We obviously have to raise funds to pay for clinics and prosthetics and things like that for for individuals in our community. So we're looking to raise some funds. Yeah, February 2nd at the Metropolitan. People can sign up at wiggleyourtoes.org under the events section. And uh, we've got uh, a phenomenal keynote speaker sharing her story of, of recovery. And we've got uh, Live music from Allie Gray and Martin Zeller in the Hard Ways, if anybody grew up in the, the 90s or remember Martin Zeller um, and the Gear Daddy team. So it, it's just going to be a, a great event and we'd welcome anybody to come out or just support us online as well.
2: And Aaron, where, where can folks find your website?
4: Wigglyourtoes.org and it's under the events section.
2: Aaron, good to talk to you as always. I know you're a busy man, and uh, I hope that everything continues to go well, and I'm I'm hoping that we're going to fill up that venue next Friday night.
4: Love it. See you there, Chris. Thank you very much.
2: Okay, thanks, Aaron. Aaron Holm with Wiggle Your Toes. Hey, do you have a question? you have a question? Those of you out there listening, a question for a feller who doesn't have a leg? Like, is phantom pain an actual thing? It is. It is. It is an actual thing. I'd like to hear your questions. I I'd, I'd be curious what you what you folks listening might have to, you know, your your thoughts, your perceptions about what it's like to be living without a limb. Uh, send us a text. 651-461-9266. I would be happy to try to answer any questions you might have. You're listening to Newstalk 830, WCCO.
3: One quick uh, quick correction. Yes, 9226. Oh, I'm sorry. 651-461-9226. Two, two, I should have brought my reading glasses. Shouldn't I? <laughs>
0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: You are listening to News Talk 830 WCCO, Chad Hartman Show. Chad is not here today. My name is Chris Eggert. I'm with 5 Eyewitness News. So happy to be hanging out with you here for the uh, last couple hours. Jason DeRush is standing by. we we'll Check in with him in just a minute. Before we went to break, uh, we were talking with uh, Wiggle Your Toes, an organization here in the Twin Cities that helps uh, empower amputees and people living in the limb loss community. And as I went to break, I, I, I teased, have you ever wondered what it's like to have phantom pain? And is phantom pain a real thing? And I'm uh, here to tell you it is It is a real thing. As insane as it might seem, when you have a limb and you, you lose a limb, there are times when you get the feeling in your limb that's not there th- that it is there. And a perfect example of this is I will often get a feeling on my left leg that my toes itch. <laughs> I haven't had toes for since 2007. <laughs> I have a prosthetic on that leg. Mm-hmm. But there is the feeling and the sensation, and a lot of times it's not... It's, it's uncomfortable. It's not like itches in a good way. It's usually when the prosthetic's not, not feeling good or it's not fitting right or whatever it might be. And I mean, it feels just as real as if I had to scratch an itch on my other foot.
3: Was like the itching of the toes, was that something that you felt when you had the foot that it was, you know, an, an itching thing? Or was it, I mean, I assume, you know, for years you, you mentioned it was a, Sports injury, yeah, yeah, infection. You know, procedure after procedure. There was probably a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort. Right, was
2: itching a problem? Not necessarily. No, it's just this sensation that I, that I happen to get quite often, and sometimes it's it's to the point. I mean, uncomfortable to the point of like almost unbearable. I, I oftentimes I'll be on the morning news, and it might be my phantom pain might really be bothering me, and it might go kind of beyond like that itching feeling, but like to like a pain or a sharp shooting pain through mm-hmm. the leg that's not there. <laughs> and I'll like I'll like kind of jump a little bit and, and my oh. partner, Megan Newquist, will kind of look over and she's like, you know, you're all right? And I'm like, yeah, it's just, and you know, I, I thought I was prepared for a lot of the things that would happen when you have an amputation because of Aaron and organizations like Wiggle Your Toes who do such a great job at educating people about it. But like the nerve pain and the phantom pain thing would have never imagined that in a million
3: I, I I I'm sure doctors and everything warns you it's going to happen, but you're just kind of thinking, oh come on, it can't be that bad. And now here you are several years out. Is it is it better than it was right after? Did you experience it right after? Was, was there some time?
2: It I started having nerve pain almost immediately, which but that sort of ebbed and flowed. It's it's almost it's almost like uh, people who are listening who can tell when there's a uh High pressure, or there's a change in the air pressure. You know, mm-hmm. when people are like, ah, my knees are aching. yeah, the old trick knee. It's a that's a thing with to me with the phantom pain too. Somehow it seems to get, at least from what I can tell, when there are weather systems moving, the the nerves start to get a little more activated. Now, am yes. I better off than I was when I, when I still had my intact foot before I you know went through with all this? I think I'm better off now, just from a mobility standpoint and whatnot, but. That whole phantom pain thing, and it's studied, and there are a million different trains of thought as to why it is the way it is, and, and uh, but it, it still remains a pretty big mystery. Out it there.
3: is nuts. Yeah, it is. I don't know if you know this, but the brain there's a lot going on up there. There is, and that a lot and that's, happening. That's
2: part of what they think it might be—is that your 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 sort of your body had these nerve pathways that were set through for the last you know umpteen years, and that continues to just pulse through even though the the nerve's not there that that pathway sort of still feels like it's yeah. there
3: and you can consciously tell yourself a million times there's nothing there there's nothing there there's nothing there yeah. i'm not itching uh, there is no pain in my foot right now there is no foot to have pain in yeah but it's definitely the not nerves a men- ain't gonna quit. it's
2: not a, which is funny it's it's a mental thing i'm getting a couple of texts what exactly did they do with the amputation and nerves try to prevent the nerves from possibly causing that it's they 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 really can't when they cut the nerves, it, it just sometimes it becomes a thing with people. Sometimes it doesn't, and I, there are a lot of there are a lot of different um, not a lot. There are some options, surgical options that are coming out now where uh, you can have a surgery and they can maybe kind of try to diffuse that nerve a little bit and get get some of the pain to be sort of dispersed versus just that one you know shooting. Just think of it like a one highway. Sort of a highway of pain, <laughs> <laughs> the pain highway. shooting down your leg, and then instead it would it would spread it out over not just that one road, but it would go off into okay. a bunch of other little uh, pain roads, <laughs> the pain highway, the pain tributaries. I came, up, I came up with a great band name.
3: Yes, you did. The pain highway. Yes, the pain frontage road. <laughs>
2: Pain Parkway, Pain Avenue. Hey, we have a Pain Avenue. We do have a Pain Avenue. That yeah, works. Uh, spelled the wrong way, but yeah. So, yeah. Thanks for your questions about that. It, it it's an interesting thing, and I, I would have, again, I, I, as much as I hate the saying, I didn't have that one on my bingo card. I did not have Phantom Pain on my bingo card.
3: <laughs> Overall, is the, I mean, is the experience of not having one of the limbs, not being a biped like all of us, is it what you expected? is it better is it worse
2: we i mean it's uh, from a, a mobility standpoint it's not bad I, i've adapted to it where you know uh not when it's icy and snowy out though i mean it is a it is a bad bad deal like just from getting around sure. um, things like that anybody who's in a you know wheelchair or anybody who's got needs some kind of device to help them walk i mean the, the snow and ice is just so bad so that you know that that's something I didn't necessarily think about. That you know is an issue. The phantom pain thing is an issue. Um, I mean, unfortunately, I didn't really have any choice. I sort of had to had had to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the one thing, though, that's really I, and I never anticipated either was so many people coming out of the woodwork who've had ankle and foot problems. I probably talk to five or six people a week. Wow who heard about it on channel five or who heard me talking about it. Uh, I, uh, Laura Oaks did a story um, right on one of her um, weekend morning shows several years ago here and, mm-hmm. and talked about it and just hearing from people who've, who've had to deal with it and to have to actually elect to have an amputation. And I mean, you never know why you're put in a position or why things work out the way they do, but it's become a thing where now like it, it's almost my, it, you know, it's, it's kind of like my one of my part-time jobs to... Hey, you, you're the amputee guy. Yeah. It, and you're on TV. It, but to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in that regard, I guess it's a blessing if I can help sure. other people understand what it's all about, how it all works. And uh, Yeah, it's weird. It's it a is. a weird thing. It's a weird thing to even talk about. <laughs> and on one hand, I don't even want to talk about it because it's like, well, who cares? Everyone's got problems. But, I mean... It's my problem that people, some people, happen to know about, and so I, I'm, I'm happy to talk to them about yeah. it and sort of explain what well, it is. It's not a and,
3: ton of people out there that can talk about it with yeah. the experience, so and it's that's good what's to hear
2: great for you know guys like Aaron Holm and Wiggle Your Toes who just do a great job at helping to educate the public about it and mm-hmm. talk about it. But well, good stuff here. Time is uh, 2:31. Chad is off today. My name is Chris Egbert. I'm with Channel Five, and you are listening to News Talk 830 WCCO. Dr. Funk. Well, I like the bass line on that.
3: I notice you. Not a lot of people have the guts to play air bass.
2: I just did a little a air bass a lot of people baseline. aren't you. That's right. Crazy move. Hey, uh, my name's Chris Haggard. I'm on Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Also do a little show called Minnesota Live over on Channel 5. Happy to be here for Chad Hartman today. Dave, I think I'm going to be back one day next week, too.
3: Let's do it again. For, for when it's Run hard. it back, baby.
2: <laughs> Dave's like, oh no, no, I gotta have this rookie sitting here again for another three hours. I
3: think we'll be all right.
2: He's like, oh dear, what did I do? You better have a, uh, send an email to your uh, send a strongly worded email to your boss about having to put up with this lack of professionalism <laughs> over here. I can do
3: that. I'll CC you on it. You can you can agree <laughs>
2: in this chair. Hey, I want to introduce you guys at home to a guy by the name of Ben Fossey. He is from the western suburbs. Uh, Happens to be a friend friend of a friend of a friend of mine, and I got connected with him a couple years ago. And uh, we were just sitting around, having a beer, and he told me about his invention. And I'm like, that is insane that that doesn't already exist. Well, it does exist now, and my friend Ben just uh, inked a deal with a professional football team. Ben Fossey is joining us now. Uh, Ben, uh, tell us the news. What's going on with with this?
5: Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk about the the ball dryer, the football dryer, man. Yeah. Things have been um, really progressing quickly since, uh, you know, this summer, since July. We launched it to get an idea on what kind of uh, response we would get throughout the high school and college format and the response was insane and yesterday the Seattle Seahawks reached out to us and said we want to give this thing a try so we're officially in the NFL man and we're we're really excited about it. So
2: Ben the the product is it's called a ball dryer and it is exactly that it is a uh, contraption that you guys came up with which quickly dries footballs and you think about Uh, The football that's been played over the last couple of weeks, extreme cold, in a lot of cases, rain. You guys saw a need there, and and you came up with something that I quite frankly can't believe didn't already exist.
5: We couldn't either. We spent a lot of time looking into it to make sure that it was not already out there before we ever got started on this, which was two years ago after watching a complete downpour of a game in San Francisco where the bar was like a bar of soap. The ball was like a bar of soap, like nobody could hold on to it. And we just said, hey, my partner and my business partner said, we, there's got to be something out there. We looked around, couldn't find anything, and said, well, let's mess around and see what we can make. And that was six prototypes and two years ago.
2: So tell us exactly, uh, obviously we can't see it, but describe to people what it looks like and, and how many, how, does it drive uh, multiple footballs at one time?
5: Sure. No, we have um, we have a a unit that dries. Each one dries one football at a time. Uh, We have our cyclone unit, which dries with two dryers in it, so it works twice as fast. It'll dry a wet football in about 30 seconds. And I came from a small town in playing football in a small town in Iowa. I said, we have to make a model. It would have been just cheaper and easier for us to make the big whiz bang expensive one. We said, no, we got to make something for the, the smaller budget teams as well. So we made one that has a single dryer in it. And it takes about 60 seconds for that dryer to completely dry a football, but still highly effective, but half the price. Um, it uses high-pressure air and 125 degrees temperature inside of a, a specific footprint. You can go to balldryer.com right now just to take a look at it for yourself. And um, it has a window built in it so you can watch it in action when there's a wet football placed inside of it. And it's activated. It uh, It blasts the footballs dry in seconds.
2: So, Ben, you guys kind of started with this, and when you realized you had something and a prototype of something that really had a potential to be a game changer, did you take it right to to high schools then? I know you guys were uh, at Minnetonka High School. Are there other high schools? And then from the high schools, did you go to college then after that?
5: We were lucky to have a couple of certified equipment managers that were 20, 25 years in Division One football that were, you know, they're – They're industry guys. It's what they do 365 days a year deal with football equipment. We consulted with them once we thought we got to the point that, like, this is something that we could really take to market. They checked it out, and they they ran it through the ringer. They tested it with frozen footballs, soaked footballs. They tested it with everything, and they said, this is going to work. You guys are good to go. As soon as they blessed it, we went to the Minnetonka football program. We talked to Coach Esch there. We gave him a full demo. He was a visionary in it. He's like, absolutely. Minnesota, the elements, you just don't know what you're going to get. Not only does it work when it's wet and cold, it also works when it's really hot and humid and the balls get a lot of sweat on them. Being a former Division One football player myself, along with my business partner, Bill Bosman, uh, he was a football player as well. These, um, you know, these uh, equipment managers said, hey, the sweat is just as bad as the rain. So they're using it in August, the first week of football as well. They're using it at the end. It's great getting all the text messages every time that there's a, a big football game on and there's lots of rain. I get, you know, 50 text messages now, you know, the Chiefs need one, everybody needs one. And so we agree, everybody does need one.
2: Well, uh, congratulations for, for thinking of that and having the vision to see it through. I think so many people uh, think about something like that and, you know, ah, you know what, somebody should do this. But, you know, very few people see it through and, and see it to become something that it has for you guys. I mean, just think if if your ball dryer had been around, deflate gate probably wouldn't even have been a thing, Right.
5: That's a really good point. That's something that we've spent a lot of time looking into to make sure you have a, a range within the, the air pressure of the football that that they're allowed to stay within. Fortunately, our, our ball dryer stays within that range, so that's nothing uh, you know that we have to be concerned about. And what's been really crazy, Chris, is the amount of small schools is just as equal. We have just as many small um, schools like Owatonna or uh, you know, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln, Illinois, and DeForest, Wisconsin. We have just as many high schools that are buying the ball dryers as we do You know your big, sexy, big 10 football uh, schools, big 12 SEC, big schools like that that are hopping on board as well. So it's fun to watch kind of uh, how it's going through the football industry right now, with pretty much just a word of mouth and the help of people like yourself.
2: Well, and to know that it's accessible for the smaller schools. And then uh, c- congratulations, the Seahawks, that's got to be a a, a a nice deal and, and hopefully many more. I think every time we watch one of these bad weather NFL games, that's what even got me thinking about you guys was watching all this football over the last couple of weeks and how miserable it is out there. And every time you see one of those games, you're right. Like you get thinking about the conditions of the footballs.
5: Well, yeah, I think it's going to be just a matter of time before we see it on the sideline at every single level, and I think that people see that it really does improve the quality of play, the on-field performance. There really is no reason why it shouldn't be used uh, on the NFL level, just like they can in high school on the sidelines and things like that. And eventually, we'll get there. We're just we're so new right now. Right? The uh, you know with people like the the Seahawks. And hopefully eventually we can get the Vikings on board and some other NFL teams. They can have that discussion and say it's uh there's no reason why we shouldn't have these on every NFL sideline.
2: Well, Ben continued success. Thanks for stopping by today. We appreciate it.
5: Hey, quick question, Chris, yeah. know you were, your, your previous segment, you were talking, you know, about the, the, the lower knee. And if anybody had any questions that I've got a question. Yeah. Like, Have you ever thought about, you know, the Blade Runner guy, the Blade Runner guy that does the (laughs) the 400? I know you're a basketball player. Would it ever make sense to use one of these, like, you know, extra spring, lower leg super apparatuses, maybe get back out on the gym?
2: Well, what's funny is you bring that up, that Wiggle Your Toes organization that that we had on. They um, granted me a certain kind of foot that I can use to try to play basketball, Unfortunately, my, the that part of the body's fine. It's the rest of the body, bend that's not holding up so well. <laughs> it's right it's that <laughs> other knee and that other leg and, and everything else that I'm worried about hurting.
5: Right on. Well, I'm glad that they have that. I had uh, heard of the Wiggle uh, Your Toes Foundation through a gentleman named Scott Fischler. Um, who is, uh, friends, uh, friends with the whole, the whole organization. And it really is awesome. And that was just a question that I had and it's never too late to get back out on the course.
2: It's a good question, <laughs> Ben. Thanks so much. Good to talk to you. you uh, we All are, right.
5: Take uh, care. Bye.
2: Okay. Uh, we are getting uh, a little bit of, uh, uh, some feedback here on Ben's segment about the ball dryer. <laughs> text that we received here, the text line six five one four six one nine two six six. I need the ball dryer for when I get out of the shower. <laughs> a little warm, I would think. <laughs> and and probably a, a lot of air. Yeah, <laughs> made, made a little things, much. May make things a little uncomfortable. But uh, congratulations to Ben. Continued success. All right. Uh, why don't you guys think about this? What would you think about going on a vacation without your spouse? Vacation without your spouse. It's a thing that's happening. We're going to talk about it still ahead. News talk 830 WCCO. Time is two fifty one. It is the Lindis Construction time check. Time to request a complimentary heat map analysis to see if your home is as energy efficient as it could be. All right, let's talk about vacation. Jason Derusha walking in the studio here. I know Jason. Let's loves go. Him, Are we going loves on loves vacation it, right himself now? himself a good vacation. What do you about? What do you guys think about the idea of vacationing without your spouse?
6: Wow, well, I love it. Yeah, Alyssa's uninterested in such a thing. Really. She gets mad when I... So, like, I'm going to cover spring training. Yep. She's not thrilled. But you're working for that trip. Right, right. I invited her. Yeah. There's no... uh, We've been together... I think it depends where you are as a couple, right? Like, we have... Alyssa and I have been together since college. So, we have no, like, common vocabulary or experience of, like, vacations apart. Sure. It just hasn't been part of our existence. Do, have I encouraged her to go on vacations with girlfriends? Girl strip. Yeah. No. Yes. She's gone. She didn't love it. Because her girlfriends are lame. They're lame.
2: Well, that I mean, that has a lot lame. to do with it.
6: Like everybody's in bed at 830 yeah. or 9 o'clock. She's like, this is ridiculous. I mean,
2: I could see that. But
6: they're <laughs> like, thank lame. God I'm on vacation. No, I want to, I you know. No, you're going to do stuff.
2: Right. So it's, it's, do you vacation? I mean, I've done the, like, the the whole boy strip thing. Right. Quite often. Actually, I'm never going to Las Vegas with my wife, but I'll go with my friends. And (laughs) she doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't care. But yeah. Unless uh, I,
6: I, (laughs) well, maybe it's because of what happened the last time I went to Vegas (laughs) with a bunch of guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh. Uh oh. There's no pictures as far as I know. So it's fine. But yeah, we just don't do that.
3: Would you do solo trips though?
2: Yeah, that's, that's – mm. the Would Wall you,
3: Street you know, Journal has
2: an article about that. I,
3: I want to go to, you know, Germany. Hey, Portugal. Maybe somebody wants to go to Portugal. Yeah. Would you do a trip like that by yourself? Don't you
2: what? think that's a little
6: strange, though? I mean, if you have unlimited vacation, sure. If you're retired and you're together, fine. But most of us have, what, two weeks and then, you know, some floating holidays? Like, how much vacation do you have where you're like, I'm going to spend half of my vacation time away from my spouse?
2: I think that's sort of weird. I did this Wall Street Journal article talking about specifically retired people, and it says that re- retired sense. women, yeah, are well, planning more trips away. From, retired men—that's because they the want to get the hell away from <laughs> the. Them, right?
6: I'm like me as I'm a sloth as it is. Like, imagine <laughs> retired Jason.
2: <laughs> She's like, oh my god, I'm going to gotta Europe. Go, I'm going sh- to Europe for four months. What that idea of going
6: on like. Especially if you have different personalities, right? Like My wife and I sort of like the same things. We like to do the same stuff. But a lot of people don't. Like some people are museum people and other people like to go to theater or like, you know, I like to go to restaurants and I like to go to concerts and like you could do your thing alone. Wouldn't you be a little worried about infidelity though? (laughs) Right? Like, I
2: I guess, I mean, that, I guess... All like, if kind you're of, on a
6: guy's trip, your wife is probably not worried about you. Right. If you're alone, like, honey, this is my annual solo trip uh, she, first to the thing, Netherlands, like, it's yeah, like, like what? all
3: right. Trying to figure out why she's face you every 45 minutes. <laughs> I mean...
2: <laughs> I guess it does It does seem to come down to, like, where you're at in your relationship. and Very distrusting what, what is kind where of I'm at like, at all times.
6: I totally trust my wife. She doesn't really trust me. I'm not going to say she's wrong. No, I get that. Yeah, you're she a slippery
2: one. She just doesn't I'm trust you. Like, one. She thinks That's you're right. going to go partied up, and probably. Yeah. I don't know what the specific. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a... it's more of a general
6: mistrust. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's specifically applied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, Is I... this a guy a male female thing where you think like like I now the, wh- you could say Jason, why are you encouraging your wife to go on girls trips? And the answer is because then I can use that to try to go on uh, yeah, right. it's my leverage. own trip. It's right. leverage, yeah, it's right? leverage. Like, yeah. there's an agenda for yeah.
2: sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, you went, come on. I mean, right. that's what is the there my turn. I yeah. should for sure be able to go to Alaska for three weeks and go fishing, Exactly, right? exactly. Seems fair. I think there's just so many, if, if you're married and you're not retired and you've got vacation time, like to me it's like you only get so much time, Yeah. and particularly time with kids. your kids, for those of us who you know, for a couple more years yet, still have kids yeah. in the house. Yeah. I mean, Dave, you're you're going with the kids no matter what at this point. I, suppose, <laughs> I
3: can stay with grandma and grandpa. <laughs> I'm out. I miss that. We uh, do we do
2: some trips
6: uh, every year as our kids were growing up. We would take one trip without the kids.
3: We're probably in about that. Yeah. We did two this year.
6: We're lucky. You're lucky really- to have family close and family. Mm-hmm. You know, all grandparents don't love babysitting because it's a lot it is a lot and especially like at a certain age or a certain stage of health like my i'm i'm one of four kids and my my parents i love them but they're like we were actively parenting for like 40 years yeah i don't need to like we don't want your damn years of <laughs> damn kids I'm like that's fair i'm done with that crap <laughs> yeah well, jason go.
2: thanks for stopping by yeah
6: thanks for having me nice so job today next, thank you you have to. You can stick around for a little commercial that we have coming up, right? right. A little Canopy
2: Group. Or are we going to hear from oh, Kyle? I think
6: you should stay here for this. It's very exciting.
0: I look forward to it. News Talk eight three zero WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.